Welcome to the Space of the Waste, featuring host Melody Edmondson. Do you struggle with the right look to complement your body shape? Have you tried so many different looks and styles only to be disappointed time and again? You've landed on the right program. We'll show you how to make the right style work in your favor. Now, here is Melody Edmondson. Welcome to the Variety Channel. This is your host, Melody Edmondson. And you thank you so much for tuning in to the Space of the Waste. I have a fabulous guest on today, Matthew Jason Tompkins from Tompkins. It is his designer collection, which I have just previewed, and it is fabulous. So I got to bring him on. Matthew Jason Tompkins, will you please tell us a little bit about your background? and where you went to school, and why you went into fashion. All that fun stuff. Hi, Melody and everyone. Yes, hi. Um, yeah, it's always great to be here. Um, so um, my name is Matthew Jason Tompkins, and I began designing um, in high school. <clears throat> and I would design for, you know, do little sketches for um, girls going to prom. Um, but I've always... Um, I've always had a creative knack and always liked to imagine things. I remember as a kid, I would just spend hours creating these magical worlds in the bathroom with my GI Joes. So all of that <laughs> fantasy, yeah, all of that fantasy um, kind of um, imagined itself into my life. And um, when I was a kid, I was a figure skater. So I was able to, Ooh. yeah. So starting with just, um, the human physique, and then I went to, um, well, I'm from Baltimore, so I went to the Baltimore School of the Arts for ballet. So I was able to see body and grace and what all that kind of looks together, and I applied that to fashion. When I was, um, I went to a community college, and I started um, in apparel technology, which really gave me the foundations um, and that's skill. where you, is that where you met the uh, wonderful Sally legend, DeMarco. Sally DeMarco? I've yes. had her on the show and she's going to be on again talking about Queen Elizabeth. Yes, I know. Um, so yeah, I'm so we excited. She's coming on yeah. right at the show after yours. Yay. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's, she's incredible. And um, so I started there and it really gave me my foundations as a designer yeah. Um, you really need to understand pattern making and draping and illustration, um, you know, to really be able to communicate your ideas. So from there, I went to the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York. FIT, um, New York. Okay. Yeah, I had I had really amazing professors at both institutions. Um, I remember my first, one of my first pattern making um, classes at FIT, I had a professor from Brooklyn. Her name was Professor Near. I would never forget her. I ended up crying in the stairwell from, uh, you know, this, the school was so strict, but I came out strong, really understanding um, expectations for excellence and yes. just really pushing myself. Um, and those skills are really important for a designer, especially to balance that creativity. So, yeah. so here I am now. Um, after school, ironically, I didn't go into a field for design. I ended up getting a call 
from a friend I met in San Francisco. Um, and he recommended me to this fashion editor um, from the Netherlands. And um, in the first, I had like, was out, was out of school for about two months. And then I found myself doing, um, being an assistant for Essence Magazine um, in New York. And then from there, I just kept um, assisting as a stylist for fashion editors, really understanding the grit of the industry at a very high level, um, listening to photographers of, you know, how the model posed, what went in the magazine, what didn't, and then mm -hmm. just editing my eye down. So, you know, I think that uh, to be successful, you have to, first of all, you have to be able to work for someone else um, and listen while you do it, even after you have lots of education. There's nothing like real world fashion experience. And I was so grateful. Um, you know, they always tell you these these horror stories about how you had to go get coffee for people. And and um, and so I hated it. I, had, I hated getting coffee. Um, but that's what you do. And so. And so Devil I, wears Prada is real, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I developed the attitude that, you know, if I didn't like getting coffee, that I was going to find out what kind of coffee everyone drank before I got there, so no one had to ask me, and I would. And so that's how I kind of combated my uh, my ego with uh, with being, you know, feeling subservient. But um, we're still, I'm, I'm still friends with the fashion editors today. You know, I just did a really great job, and um, and just you know, really. And that isn't your main job by far. You learned no. lots of other things, but that was your only yeah, aggravation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just get coffee in the morning. I mean, you just get coffee in the morning, and you know. You know, and I just put myself in their shoes. If I was a fashion editor and I was working and I was busy, I would want someone to give me coffee. But my job was to dress the models, undress the models, take the clothes back to all the showrooms, got to meet. I remember going to Parenta Schuller's showroom when they first started out. Um, you know, just 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 basically schlepping suitcases up and down, um, you know, throughout New York um, on the subway in, in like 100 degree weather. It was an incredible experience. So. But all yes. that, led, all that, all that grit, um, you know, five years led up to me becoming a professional stylist and I paid my dues and I was able to work my way up. Um, but I always knew I wanted to be a designer and I, okay. and, and I always knew I wanted to hone in my creativity because I have a connection with women and I do feel like dressing them is a sort of magic. And so yes. that is where... Tompkins Did you to where it comes dress in. your mom or your grandma or your aunts or or just friends mostly younger no, people? No, no, that's not really my story. Um, I did not. Um, you know, it's funny. I try not to judge. You know, people that are around or tell them what they to wear. You know, it is it is my job. So unless you ask me, yeah, um, you know, how do you look? And 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 I usually reply even even when people ask me how they look. I usually reply with, well, how do you feel? Because, yeah. You know, do you feel important. beautiful? Yeah. Do yeah. you feel like you look good? Exactly. Are you happy with how you look? You know, exactly. Because it doesn't really matter what I think. It matters what you think about yourself. And so and so I do. I do have that humility, even even with years of, you know, almost a decade of, mm -hmm. of you know, professional fashion experience. Yes, I know. I have uh, like my sister-in-law still likes to wear mini skirts. And by the way, she's a runner. And she's uh, older than I am, and we 
won't talk about that, but she uh, is, she has a figure like a Barbie doll, and her legs are awesome because she's a runner, and she likes to wear mini skirts and mini dresses, and I can remember going to Saxaw Fifth, and I bought her a couple of tunics. She wears them as dresses. She came out for dinner and had those on with heels, and I thought... Oh, my God. You know, your legs look awesome. Yeah. And, but then I was thinking, but I would kind of like them with skinny jeans underneath. This was a few <laughs> years ago when skinny jeans were the big deal. Now I'd say fit and flare jeans, and we have to hem that tunic a little bit. But no way was she going to do that. She goes, no, because I live in Florida, and we, we eat out on the beach a lot and restaurants on the sand and go to open-air bars her. and concerts. And I'm going to be wearing this to come. Concerts, and you know she looks awesome in it. So everybody rocks a different way, and I and I've learned that that you're right. Some people, and I have had friends out here that are very petite, and they have gorgeous legs because they play tennis and they golf. And this one friend of mine plays tennis, golf, pickleball, and badminton. So she has also amazing legs and she wears mini skirts and she says, I'm five two. I look stupid with a dress below my knee. But I, on the other hand, even though I'm a walker and I've always worked out, I look better with cover up those knees, girl. You know, I oh look better with my knees covered and I know it. But they also have darker <laughs> skin. The women I'm talking about that I like yeah. in the short skirts, they all have dark hair and dark skin, like olive skin. A little dark. caliente, a little, yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah, like Polynesian skin. And whatever. And I, so you're right. It's whatever uh, looks good on you, whatever you feel the most confident in. If you feel dowdy, you're going to act dowdy. You got to feel good. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you know, like, you know, I've never been a personal stylist. Like, that's just not what I do. So most of my work um, has been with professional models um, and advising people of what translates for brands and for, you know, so so my experience is a bit more kind of like the idealist of of stuff. But, but you know, I definitely, um, you know, I definitely, and, and that's just because, um, you know, most people, you know, I believe you should dress how you feel, and most people can't take, you know, real, you know, real critique, and, and, um, and so, and so now I'm able to, um, not really tell people what to wear, but design for what I see women wearing, which, um, which I think is much more, um, powerful, um, than just, than just mixing. Then your girl will find it. Your correct woman yeah. will find it, and. Yeah. and the other thing is with me, I will say, um, you know, for me, I prefer the dress below the knee, 50 and over. But, you know, you have to feel comfortable in it. And, you know, um, so you're the ultimate judge. You know, if you feel good, like you say, if you want to yeah. wear it this way or you feel better in it. Yeah. To me personally, I like the one that's below the knee. Or to me personally, I don't like you wearing, having so much skin showing at 68. But if you feel very confident with the backless V-neck, uh, cleavage and back, tight, <laughs> then Okay, but it's, you're the ultimate judge, but I prefer one or the other. Tight bottom, loose top, or loose top, tight bottom, or tight top and looser bottom. 
Or if you're going to show midriff, then do a banana-shaped jean. Don't do a, a tight, tight short and a tight, tight short midriff. I don't like tight and tight and baggy and baggy. To me, you got to balance things. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I do think that you have to balance things, but really, I, you know, I really think you have to try it on. Um, and you know, just recently, portions have changed so much um, that you know, it's really about you know, it it is about fit with certain things. I definitely think if you plan on buying something that you want to last more than a, a season, season, then you probably should go for something that has you know a fit that you can make last but right now you know oversized is in and and on the yeah. top and the bottom um but as we know in fashion you know that's yeah. probably going to change next season so that's a fashion but they can wear them separately after that yeah yeah what about do you believe with coco chanel and i i see that iris afell also believes this that you can't learn style uh, but style is in your DNA. Do you believe that? I kind of do believe that. I just believe you can learn fashion trends. You can learn what's fashionable now or what's trending now or what's current, what's being shown, what's being shown to wear and how to wear it. But I think if you have innate style, that's just like charisma. You can't teach yourself charisma. You cannot teach yourself style but you can style yourself you know you can learn how to style yourself and dress fashionable and know what's current and put away what's not current but to have innate style you know that's that's something pretty special i think the way someone just ties a scarf or i've seen women like my friend marushka who did this show with me she was a buyer from bloomingdale for couture and everything knows all about haute couture and couture and all of that she has a way where and she's from the former yugoslavia and she's got the blonde hair and the pale eyes and the pale skin and long-waisted and tall but she can do she can go get a blunt, short haircut at Style Cuts for $9, put on some coral lipstick and not a bit of other makeup, maybe some moisturizer, and she can wear the most simple things, the tiniest little pearl earring or ruby or garnet earring and a, an incredible like Hermes bag or Chanel bag, or Christian Dior, and a pair of jeans, straight-legged jeans, and a crisp white shirt, and she looks like a million dollars. But she just has the style within her, and the confidence, and the carriage. So she just has it, whatever that it is. You know, I know I don't. I don't have it, okay? John does. My husband does. He's a He's just got style, you know, but I, I, I dress, you know, I know I'm attractive, but I, I can dress fashionably. I can dress artsy. I can dress all different ways, but I would never say that I, I'm one of those people that just has style. Well, I would just agree with you um, there. I definitely think you have a lot of style. And I also definitely think style can be taught. I think whatever you're around enough, um, 
you can definitely find things and figure out what your formula is. Okay, um, this is exciting. Yeah, and I, I like hearing this. I definitely have seen people, um, you know, develop their own formula for whatever te texture their hair is, whatever type of body, um, you know, whether you're plus size or whether you're really skinny or whether you're short, you can definitely figure out what works for you. I think, um, and that, and even down to makeup, you can figure out what makeup for each piece of your face works when it doesn't work. Yeah. I, yeah, I, but, but, you know, um, it's really about confidence and it's really about, so I think that comes from psychology and your behavior and your willingness to be daring. I think some people are always going to care what other people think. And so they're not able to take risks, but um, you don't really have to be that risky to have great style. Oh, I um, love risk. There's many so. different types of style. Um, mm -hmm. So you can either be loud, demure. I mean, some people have great style and they're, and they're very corporate. So it's just, you know, Style is a reflection of, you know, what you're, what you are on the inside and, um, and, you know, another form of communication. Okay. I love that because, um, I love to think that I had style. I just never did. <laughs> I, I thought it was more you like so much style. <laughs> Listen to that listeners. But I just always think I know what to wear. And if I put something together, this is the truth. If I put it together and I don't think it's right, it's not right. And if I put it together, even though it's odd, I put it together and I think it's fabulous. Then it is. And I carry that outfit as if it is just fabulous. And I remember <laughs> there was a horrible word when I was way back in high school. And instead of saying, oh, that's cool or that's awesome, you'd say, that's cock. <laughs> and so I remember one day so, never heard that <laughs> someone came up to me and says, I would never think of putting that scarf. I had a very subtle plaid, navy blue Tattershaw plaid silk blouse and I put a silk paisley scarf in navy with all of the colors of the blouse plus a gold and I tied that up my neck and opened that shirt collar and I just thought it looked fabulous there were people saying that scarf doesn't go with that shirt and then this one girl came up to me and says I would never thought of wearing that with that and I go if I think it's cock it's cock you know what I'm saying and she here it is 40 years later she writes me a letter and says do you remember that day I go of course I remember that day as if it was yesterday I was a sophomore in high school I remember I everything about it <laughs> and it. it's uh, now, of course, they mix all the time paisleys and plaids of the same color or even different yeah. colors. Yeah. But back then, it was just very unique to take a paisley silk with the exact navy and the exact colors and add a gold and wear it with another subtle tattersaw plaid silk blouse in high yeah. school. Just I mean, weird. there you know, um, you know, I you know, times have definitely changed as far yeah, as Yeah, I know. As far as dressing. Dating and, me. Um, it dates me. <laughs> and um and so I, I definitely think as a designer you have a responsibility to make a woman feel good, right? That's why you're making clothes. Um but also as the consumer, the person you, you have to have a certain level of confidence to, you know, in your choices and in yourself. Mm -hmm. and because you, you really can't care so much about what other people think about you. Um, for 
or you'll just be wrecked because there's always going to be somebody who doesn't like what you have on. Um, and that's what fashion is, right? Early adopters who take risks and, 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 and buy things first and try them out. So there's always going to be someone looking at you, uh, you know, with flared nostrils <laughs> and, and, you, and, you, and you can't, and you can't care. You really and sometimes care. other people brought, brought things to me, like when I lived in California, again, it was a warmer climate and more casual. And my girlfriend, Giselle Sippen, her, she's in real estate. Her husband was a um, famous uh, baseball player, and he was originally from Watsonville, and he's uh, from the Philippines. Uh, and they were just like... Uh, looked like two models, you know, and they dressed really cool, you know, but how they would do it, you would not believe they, they just put stuff together. So interestingly, I thought, but Giselle talked me into going to, to Abercrombie to the boys department. And she says, I want you to try on these baggy pocketed olive green shorts and put them down on your hips and wear them like you would a pencil skirt. They'll go below your knee. Cause I was still doing you got to go below your knee and blah 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 that's what I believe and she was 10 to 12 years younger than me so we went in there and with my heels with my camouflage Manolos or my animal print which weather ones I had on put on those olive green shorts with a tight t-shirt and my Chanel bag that's an outfit or put a jean jacket with it so that became like a style we had she did it I did it then I got my sisters into it you know my sister Kathy who was like five nine and a rail she looked amazing in it and that was a cool thing to do. And then, of course, you could go to TJ Maxx and find shorts for less and do the same type thing. And then we started doing it with Hot Topics, balloony, baggy pants. And then we'd go get Dickies at TJ Maxx men's department, get like 32 men's and throw them down on our hips. And we just had a blast with that. And, of course, that's exactly what they're doing now. Christian Dior came out with an entire line like that when we were wearing our Hot Topics. And everybody, when we went into a Christian Dior store in San Francisco, and they were saying, oh, you have on Christian Dior pants? And I go, no, I have on Hot Topics, but that's the idea. <laughs> I'm going for it. Thank you. Interesting. I wish I'd kept them all, but I just ran out of room, you know, through the years. That would have been great. That was 25 years ago. Now here it is coming back. All of that's yeah. coming back, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Fashion's very cyclical. So in four minutes, we have to take a break. But I want to give us a little, um, little sneak about how you see, how do you think women should be dressing right now? And you can tell me your demographic, <laughs> but how do you think they ought to be dressing to go to work, to go on a date, uh, to go to a wedding as a guest. Do you have any ideas? Um, what are your ideas? I know you have ideas, but what are yeah, they? So I don't really, I mean, I mean, obviously I have, I have, um, you know, lots of thoughts about, um, you know, about how people should dress for certain occasions, but for this collection, um, so for this collection um, that I'm designing, we we'll already have designed, it is very evening and party and special occasion. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't really believe in 
certain demographics, I believe in an attitude okay. um, of confidence and individuality and power. Um, so that is the customer. And, you know, if you're 70 and you love it, wear it. If you're 21 and you love it, wear it. Um, I don't really um, restrict myself from a design perspective um, as far as ageism or or say, oh, my customer is black between the ages of... I just, I just don't think that's the way to go, um, especially now because um, people... people diversity, always- you know, size and age yeah. and everything. Exactly. So, so when I design, um, you know, I'm thinking about the proportion. I'm thinking about how she's going to wear it. I'm also thinking about, um, you know, I try to make pieces that stand alone. Um, and really, I'm just focused on dresses and if she wants to wear jacket over it you know when designers used to design they used to say oh she's going to dinner um but like people's behavior have changed so much like people don't get extremely dressed up to go to dinner they might go to a party or a cocktail or or um you know you know i don't think that my clothes are for weddings but you know she may she may wear the dress for a wedding um as far as rules personally i i have rules about breathability and um and like um and like quality but as far as sustainability well i mean i try to you know you know they say that um sustainability is not that sustainable um is especially from the suppliers um when you think about stretch so so one of my statements um for my brand statement is you know we try to um maintain supply chain transparencies to the best of our abilities and we do try to stay as sustainable as possible but um staying super sustainable um especially when you think about knitwear is just not as practical as we would like not yet but it's becoming yeah because we're not more. ready to give up stretch yet that's the whole thing we're just well really i don't not. think we ever will um but, but they but, might be able to come up with a stretch that well, is biodegradable trying. i mean e- yeah. even tincel yeah. is yeah. a poly kind of a polyester but it's not polyester it's tincel and it's totally yeah. biodegradable and yeah. i i like it and then there's bamboo which is pretty good And um, yeah, there's bamboo too. So anyway, we're going to go on a break and I'll be right back after the break. Thank you so much for listening to The Space of the Waves. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Melody Edmondson has created a book series available on Amazon.com. The Space of the Waste series is comprised of a body shape by a waist length and will have all the information you need to dress and accessorize beautifully. You choose yours after first buying book one, The Guidebook, your fashion guide based on body shape and the space of the waist. This is a new method of determining your body shape and your waist length termed the space of the waist. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Space of the Waste. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to thespaceofthewaste at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Melody Edmondson, and we are on the Space of the Waste of the Variety Channel of Voice America. Today, our guest, Matthew Jason Tompkins, and he is here to talk about his Tompkins collection. He's finally going to get to talk about it. How about that? (laughs) Okay. Matthew Jason Tompkins, let's hear it. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, that was a fun break. Um, So... So, you know, I think I think you're right, Melody, as far as um, there there definitely are are rules in fashion and that definitely help women to create, you know, a wardrobe that really works for them. I remember a story you telling me um, not too long ago that you had ordered 12 dresses and you really were searching for just one. And as designers, I think that that, you know, that type of um, customer service and and, and, and you're really the type of woman that we want, somebody who knows what they want. Um, and that's the way women are shopping, especially online. You know, you, you know, especially if you're ordering from a place, you're in Arizona, there's some, you know, there's somewhere else, you know, you're not really able to go into the store like you used to be able to. So you might order a bunch of things just to get the one thing that really works for you. So I think it's definitely important. You know, you talk a lot about fit, getting the right fit. And I think that is sustainability um, because you know once you buy it, you're going to have it for a while. Yes, I am. I'm going to keep it. And I want to buy something nice, you know, that I can keep. I'm not going to go to my granddaughter's wedding in a polyester dress. I'm buying silk (laughs) and it's going to be beautiful. And hopefully it's going to be a print that that, like I bought Joanna Ortiz and Joanna Ortiz has her own patterns. So no one else is going to have her patterns, just like Matthew Jason Tompkins has his own patterns because you make them. So that's that. what I want, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's great to hear, um, you know, how how as a customer you value um, original patterns. Yes, I do make my own patterns. What kind of patterns do you think? You know, so I mean, some people, some people, and you probably can speak more about this, but some people are really drawn to large patterns. Some people love a micro, and some people just mix it all together. What do you like? Well, personally, I like uh, 
more of a spaced out floral with a dark ground because then I'm still getting my dark dress. You know, my I can't do black for my granddaughter's wedding because she doesn't want you to wear black. And I fear that a lot of people will wear navy. So I didn't want to wear navy. And I didn't want to wear dark green because it feels too wintery to me. And it is going to be in Hawaii, which is a very tropical place. And I thought of the birds of paradise and all the beautiful flowers. Because I've been to Hawaii a number of times. So I thought floral right away. But I didn't want all over floral. So Johanna... Ortiz had a burgundy background dress, but it was more of a burgundy cerise. It was a lighter burgundy, didn't look wintry, didn't have too much brown in it, didn't have too much blue in it. It had just the right amount. And I just loved the pattern. And I'm not huge on patterns, but when I turned 65 for the first time in my life, I started buying patterns. And it just so happens that... Most of them are floral, even though one of them is an abstract kind of large stripe. Yeah. Uh, Reminds me of the one, one of the ones that you have that's in a kind of a tattersall partial tattersall, partial stripe. And it was by Marnie in black, brown, kind of a cognac brown and white and long sleeved, high neck and straight sheath dress below the knee. So, and and my Joanna Ortiz is also ankle length and straight and the puffy push-up sleeves. And it does have a kind of a little bit of a split neck, not too low, and a high back. So it's modest, but contemporary. Yeah. No, I love, I love hearing real women talk about what they actually buy and you know, any listener that is a huge, you know, advocate of fashion, you know, now we're seeing so many things on the runway and so many designers. um, It's become this entertainment where they're creating things to get more likes and followers and to get and to go viral. And and a lot of designers um, are going that way. But I do feel, um, you know, with all of all the stakeholders and and retailers at the end of the day as a designer you know i have loyalties to the buyers and to the women and i think that if you're not making things that people actually want to buy um and people actually can sell then i don't feel like you're doing um your job um so so i you know i do balance the two um i am you know i do have avant-garde um flares within the collection but also um, I'm drawn to the seventies and I'm drawn to, um, just classic sleek things. Um, you know, Melody has been working with me, um, through this collection and, um, and just really pushing, pushing me to take risks, but also, you know, being really practical, you know, she's an expert at what sells through. And I think that is as fantasiful as designers would like to be, you know, you want to be fantasiful or, you know, and broke. So you still need to balance. Um, you still need to balance what people want to wear and what they feel comfortable with. So she's definitely been a big help there. Well, you've really are a master at this one thing that most young designers aren't a master at. And that is 
you pick and choose, you balance your your silhouette. In other words, if you're going to do the very dramatic puffy sleeve with a very low, you pay a lot of attention to the length of that sleeve, yeah. usually below the elbow, which is so brilliant, could be seasonless. You know, regardless of the fabric, yeah. you could be seasonless. And then you do an appropriate neckline for that dress and the sleeve. And then you do a slimmer, straighter skirt with that, which makes perfect sense. The dress part of the body of the dress is in slimmer. You're not doing a great big poof skirt with great big poofy sleeves and a low back and a low front and sleeves that come way up up short with a huge puff up the shoulders no it all makes sense when you look at them and if you have a planer top that's sleeveless and simple with a simple higher neck then you've got a fun skirt and i think it's really like a asymmetrical hemline or a double layer or something or or the dresses that you do that are T-length are just fabulous. Yeah. And not to yeah. mention your prints are divine. I mean, I just love your patterns and your prints. Your florals, yeah. your prints, your pattern, and the colors of them. Awesome. Yeah, I have over 1,500 prints that I've done, and um, I'm obsessive about the editing process. Um, one of the, you know, you did mention Sally, and she will be on talking about the queen, and you know, I try to take away something from all the experts um, that helped me and have taught me along the way. And from her, um, just what you said, she honed in hanger appeal. And and so as a stylist, you know, I have worked for large brands, but I also have worked with boutiques. And one of the things I've always paid attention to is what's still on the sales rack. Yeah. That's obviously, you know, and, and what I've seen are these things that are like, Women can't tell what shape it is. It's weird. That's right. If yeah. it doesn't have hanger appeal, yeah. it's not going to happen. It yes. just isn't. I, I've had I had a nightmare my entire life with jumpsuits. Jumpsuits have no uh, appeal. You can put them on a mannequin, but even on a mannequin, jumpsuits are pretty much only for long-waisted, long-legged women. That's a very small amount to even bother with. So to me, it's a tea stand. You buy four or three of them, and you move on to what's going to sell. Yeah. The sportswear where in a sportswear yeah. department is a top and a pant because you can work with that so much more. Because so, yeah. But I have seen women in uh, jumpsuits that actually look nice. And it just so happens the ones I've seen and I would never have put them in because they have short legs and yeah. they're shorter women and yeah. they're long-waisted. But you know what? They looked good. in. And one lady yeah. said to me, Melody, I'm not that short. I just seem short to you because I have short legs, but I'm actually five sets. Well, all my life, I've thought I'm like six inches taller than her and she's five, <laughs> five feet tall. She's not. So I learned that about jumpsuits. But if I were a buyer, I would never buy a jumpsuit in my life. And I would never buy too much, too many stringy tie Yes, because you can't wear a bra without it showing. And I know you can put a lace one under there now. It looks fine, but I wouldn't do it. Get them to make a wide enough strap. Yeah. And put this, even put snaps in it. 
so that you can snap your bra so it won't be sliding around, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. do it right. And you're yeah. a designer. Just mark it up 10 more bucks, you know? Yeah. They're going to yeah. buy it. They're going to buy it. You're totally right about the jumpsuits. And, um, yeah, like having having a buyer help you through, um, you know, your editing process is super important. Also, um, you know, in the separates, you know, I really didn't do too many separates. I believe that, you know, this, the things that I'm making during this collection, you can just put on and just a shoe and an earring and a bag and that's it. Um, because, you, you know, what Melody is, is, you know, talks about with the waist, when you're a designer and selling, it's true. Like, unless you're able to try things on, especially if you're a designer selling e-commerce, you know, 70% of the collections are not sold. So that means designers are only making 30% of things that are mm -hmm. wearable. So how can you really be and say that you're a sustain, you know, practicing sustainability when you're making all these things that don't really work. And so mm -hmm. I was speaking to another designer um, yesterday in New York. He's, he, he's, he's doing a collab with Samsung. He's a menswear designer, but he went to FIT for women's wear. And we were saying that we, we're not going to um, be traditional in making 60 things that don't sell. So um, yeah. I think that is, that is a new way to design also with the content, you know, you, you can't be sustainable posting new content every day. There's no way. Mm -hmm. I do think on the websites that I see that show the garment and then show it on a body or two. Like I've gone to some sites and I think it's very ingenious where they'll show the leather jacket and the pant, say a wool gab pant in gray and a black jacket. Okay, then they'll try it on, you know, a 5'11 size double zero. Then they'll show it on a size eight, and then they'll sew it on a size 14. That makes perfect sense. Then you can okay. see more of what it looks like on various bodies. You could even show that on a 22 or 26 size, you know, and I noticed that, uh, uh, Miranda Ronaldo now does size 17 and up. Uh, Interesting. And I saw that, and she shows everything in those sizes on her site. Perfect. Don't show that on a size two. Yeah. Show the clothes on more normal people. Yeah. I think you should, if the site should change. I think online should be real people. Not that you're not going to show a couple of size two and size four and size six in yeah. the clothes that would be appropriate for those sizes, like yeah. the great big wide legs. You know, that would be better on a tall, lean woman. But there are some tall rectangle women that are a little bit larger, like a size 10 or 12, that can wear that very well. You know, a wide leg yeah. with yeah. a shorter jacket when they're longer waisted. You know what I'm saying? And then show that on another body if they're shorter waisted or a triangle. It would make a lot of sense if they do it on body shapes with waist lengths. Of course, I think that way. Or just put the <laughs> scanner on there. Put the body yeah. scanner, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so a lot of things, I mean, you've had people on your show to talk about um the technologies that are coming out and they are merging and they're happening, but um, you make a really good point. Um, 
especially with vanity goes because um well you know there's two perspectives on that a lot of people have found that when they put real models they don't sell as much as they do these aspirational bodies but um you know i can imagine the worst thing for a customer is to buy something and they get it and it doesn't look like they'd imagine it to be so i do think it's important to have that variety of sizing um, mm -hmm. you just really can't go wrong so so yeah agree that's how I approach um, things, you know, even though, you know, with, you know, editorials, definitely pushing avant-garde and, yeah, um, and fashion. But when it comes to selling and consumer, um, I definitely want people when they get the product to love it, like it. Yes. And that dress that you have, that is a little avant-garde. It's got the pleating and the side and... Maybe it's cut out or whatever it is. It's it's showing it in the Muslim, but I know you're going to do it in print. Yeah, yeah. But that dress would even look amazing because there are many women out there that are slim, but they're large boned. You know, yes. they're Croatian or they're yeah. German yeah. or they're yeah. Nordic, but they are broader and yeah. they are lean. They yeah. are lean girls and they're tall. Some of yeah. them are tall. They look amazing in those dresses that you have. I could see that dress on a size 14 or 16 on a 510 girl that's, you know, is just <laughs> leaned out and just happens to be large boned. Yeah. You know, so so that's what I, you know, I in, and, and, and thank you so much for the compliment. But that is what, so everything has, if it doesn't have some sort of stretch, because, um, you know, and you, you know, you're, you're totally an expert at this, but um, I don't want people to feel bad for having hips. And so I think everything has to have a little bit of stretch. And if it doesn't have a stretch, um, I have made it to be a little airy. Yes. Um, so that, um, you know, you can be a real person and fit the clothes. And also, um, you know, if you go up a pound or two, you can still fit into my dresses. And, and yes. I, try to, I try to think about um, things as, as as practical when it comes to fit as possible. And, mm -hmm. and, and I'll drape and, you know, I'm obsessive about draping and redraping and editing um, because the, and the goal is always to really make the customer feel good. And, and you and, have to sell it. And we're I not, sell, and we're yeah, too so. used to having stress. Like I just bought a pair of two pairs of white jeans. One's got a ton of white, has a ton of elastine in it. It's very stretched. <clears throat> the other one has the smallest amount, if anything. It didn't feel like it had any. But you know, <laughs> those pants that I bought that are white with no stretch, <clears throat> it's going to be talk about getting honest. For the summer, I mean, <laughs> Miss Melody isn't going to have her ice cream because that's going to have to fit me because yeah. my other white jeans are all skinny jeans or ripped or whatever, and I don't want to wear them. I want to wear these fitted and then flared jeans because I love those yeah. on me. And so I bought two pairs, and they're they're expensive, so I wanted them to be fabulous. But I noticed when I got that one pair that I, boy, if this has stretch, could be yeah. fooling me, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So <laughs> stretch is important and hopefully- um, And it's comfortable. It's comfortable. You sit and, down, you can yes. eat. 
You can get really up from point. dinner. And, and, you know, you don't want to feel sick. Yeah. And if you put your jeans on and they don't have any stretch or slacks, your stomach will hurt. So that's so funny that you say that. So in um, an FIT draping class, one of the things, you know, all, all designers, when they're first starting out, they want to make everything, you know, measure this, this, this dress form. And it's all perfectly, perfectly tight. And one of the things that the draping instructor said was, How's she going to raise her hand to flag a taxi? Right. You know, how is she going to sit down in that? And um, and you couldn't be and more drive, right. And drive and drive exactly. and move around in a exactly. meeting with a jacket on or a dress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. if you do train and you lift weights and you train, you're going to build your back. You're yeah. going to build your pecs a little bit and your arms. And then your jackets get tighter. I mean, I literally had to give up. Pilates because of that, but that's because I'm short-waisted, and I read later uh, from this fabulous blogger in the UK that if you're short-waisted, you should never do Pilates. Please do yoga and walk. <laughs> Just walk. You can do light. You can do light weights or no weights at all and multiple reps. So that's a whole nother show. But back to Matthew. Talk. I loved. All of your sportswear and all of your dresses and all of your patterns, but do you? Uh, what What do you think are going to be the highlights, or do you see yeah. it just being kind of across the board in most cases? That's a really great question. So, um, so you know, first collection. Um, I think that the ones will work um, the best. Will be the ones that you know. Um, that are the most flattering on the body, which, um, which, you know, are the ones that are a bit more traditional and, um, in, in a loud fabric. I, I definitely think the prints because, you know, they're original, um, I've done prints and sequins. I think they're going to be really huge. Um, and also, um, the jacket, you know, it depends. So love um, the jacket. Oh my God. Fabulous. So So I think like, you know, if stylists pull them for editorials, I you know they'll go for the avant-garde. Um, and if you know real women, you know they'll try them on. I think I try to dress for people who who have the same audacity for fashion. Um, but I'm excited to 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 put it out there and uh, and and get the feedback on what people love and what we're gonna continue with next season and bring back in different colors and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. And I do believe that um, it's going to be um, a season of great success for you because the, most of your dresses don't have that big seam across the waist. <laughs> no, you took you wouldn't you wouldn't. I took it out. <laughs> I convinced you, and now everyone yeah. long waisted, everyone short waisted, everyone yes. balanced yes. waisted can wear yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get cut off again, but if we do, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. Thank you. Uh, hopefully, we won't be getting cut off, but I can't seem to see my chat right now. But, Matthew, is there anything else you want to add, Jason? Um, yeah, so... Um so, you know, like Melody said, um, she has been, you, you know, she, 
you know, if Melody says take the waist seam out, you take the waist seam out. So, um, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, with, with 20, with 20, was it 28 books, Melody? What? Is it 28 books? 28 books on the um, space of the waist? Oh, well, it's uh, 21. It's 21. 18 body shapes and one for the intro book, book one, yes. your fashion guide based on body shape in the space of the waist, all on Amazon.com. And then every body shape by waist length. And then I did three volumes by balanced waist, short waist, and long waist for schools and universities and colleges for design. Yeah. So when, when, when someone's written that many books on a topic or, you know, subject matter expert, it's, you know, it's, it's pointless to argue with, with them. And also, um, you know, being at the forefront of fashion, you know, just looking at all these advancements and, and virtual reality fitting, um, they're using a lot of this research that Melody has done in these books in their, um, software. So, you know, it's definitely something that works and definitely is something that the experts are using to, um, change the future of fashion. You bet. So and please, um, please, um, you know, the collection is for spring, summer 2024, and the site okay. is www.tompkinsreadytowear.com. Absolutely. Everyone write that down. And we will be looking for Tompkins, and we will be looking for your – we have three minutes. We will be looking for all of those fabulous things. I think I'm going to buy that jacket anyway. <laughs> Even though it's short, I'm going to I'm gonna hope that it comes down a little bit on uh, me, and then I'll fake it on the bottom and put like a belt on below it and make it, it look kind of like a hip belt, hopefully. And then, uh, however, I have been, have been known to lose my belts because then when you sit down with a hip belt, sometimes it comes undone. But, I, yeah. but I'm kind of figuring out how to do that by having John really smash it, you know, where the hooks go. <laughs> and then it's kind of like I have a chastity belt on, just kind of exciting oh during dinner, thinking what might happen next. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to definitely get some um, math. I'm going to get some Tompkins because I want to have those okay. in my wardrobe i love and that and i'll be looking for your line from here on out and I love i'm going to keep in touch with you hopefully forever forever okay yeah. Yeah, unfortunately we have to sign off but it's been so wonderful having you on the show matthew jason tompkins with tompkins and don't forget to go look at his collection it's going to be absolutely fabulous it is fabulous and we're just grateful to have him on the show today He's given us a lot of great ideas, and and he is somebody doing what's right for women's body shapes and short-waisted, long-waisted, and balance-waisted. So, you know, that is a miracle right there, folks. <laughs> Tompkins, remember that name. Tuck it in your memory and write it down. And you can always email me at melody1225 at g51 at gmail.com or the space of the waste at gmail.com. So here we are signing off the space of the waste on the variety channel of voice America. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye. Bye. Matthew, Jason Tompkins. Thank you for listening to the space of the waste. 
Please join host Melody Edmondson again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next time.